here on Monday, the, I don't know, what's the next day? The 25th of January, 2021. A little short little blip here on uh, June 1-3. Contending for the faith. Comes from the uh, Greek word in the Strong's. I'm not going to pronounce the Greek word. G1864. It's like the fight for. It's the fear fight. The fight of faith. Uh, it's uh, composed uh, from two words. G1909 and G75. It's to struggle. It's the fight for the faith. <clears throat> Verse number three. Beloved. Interesting, that's what Jesus called, uh, well, his one disciple, John, beloved, but throughout the scriptures, beloved usually represents God's children. So when he's speaking, he's, when he uses the term beloved, he's speaking to uh, us who are believers in Jesus. Beloved, while I was making every effort, now in this case here, it's um, Jude, um, who was said to be... Um, a brother of uh, James and John, or John, I think, or James, and a half brother of Jesus. It would lead one to believe that uh, he was one of the uh, other children that uh, Joseph and Mary had. Yes, Mary was a virgin when she had Jesus, that was required. But she did not remain a virgin. Joseph and Mary did get married and had children. There is a doctrine that tries to claim otherwise, but they have no scriptural backup for it. So, enough sign up. Oh, okay, I just contended for the faith. Uh, <laughs> I was making every effort to come to you. First of all, I got... Oh, it says it right there. Brother James. Okay, verse 1. Okay, it's early. I only had one cup of coffee. Uh, he was a bond servant of Jesus first, and a brother of James. Obviously, we know one order it truly came in. He was the brother James first. And it's to those who are the called. Well, guess what? That's still to you and I. Beloved in God, the Father, and kept for Christ Jesus. <laughs> he was going to write about a common salvation, but instead, he was appealing to write content earnestly for the faith, which was once for all handed down to the saints. And, of course, verse number four, it's talking about false basically false teachers and false prophets that crept in unaware well first of all they don't usually sneak in they do come in the front door usually now sometimes they do come in the back door or come in through a window but they do they do walk in how can they creep in we can we take our eyes off of jesus and they get uh we get it on religious workings traditions of uh man or in a sense of mankind not man as in I lost males to be fought and not women. No, we charged first because we were first created, but we're all charged. Um, if you look at the other pretending verses after that, from four, more so five, all the way through like something like nineteen, they're all talking about different forms of false teachings. One of the doctrines that I believe we're going to contend for the faith of Jesus Christ, faith in Jesus in His words, is Second Timothy four 
3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and, not or, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. That's pretty much one thing why we're contending. We're sticking to the faith. We're not going to turn to miss. We're not going to tickle people's ears. You know, the Word of God, as it says in Hebrews 4.12, uh, it's like a double-edged sword. It cuts. Divides asunder, as one version says. Actually divides, you know, flesh and soul and spirit. Jesus is only contented with saving our soul. He'll protect our flesh to a point, but eventually, if we get to the point we keep rebellion, he'll turn our, he'll turn us over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, as it says in Second Corinthians, uh, as far as discipline goes. But for the sake, saving for the soul, I believe in our study, proper study, that actually may be saying, okay, guess what? I'm going to turn you over to, uh, to the time of Antichrist, which is not yet. Uh, oh, it's coming close. That's a refining. We gotta stand up for the faith. We gotta determine we're not gonna tickle people's ears. We're gonna speak the truth. We're gonna cut. And it's gonna come off as hate. It's gonna to those that are lost and are on the way to hell. Those that are on the broad path and not on the narrow path. If you're not on the narrow path, then you're on the broad. You can't straddle one foot on the narrow and one foot on the broad. You either gotta be all in or all out. It's like when you pay, play an athletic support, um, athletic event, whether it be soccer, as we call it here in America, or international football, or it could be American football, which is more brutal, uh, or baseball, or whatever, or basketball, whatever, or hockey, and the zillions of others. Okay, maybe not zillions. <laughs> you either got to be all in or all out. Same when you're on, when you're working for a corporation, whether you're running it or just a worker, you either all in or all out. That's just like when we're when we're a follower of Jesus, which is what a Christian's supposed to be. You don't just call yourself a Christian but not a follower. You're one or the other. You're either all in or you're all out. That's uh, just like if you're a genuine believer, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You believe, you heard, and you believe the gospel message. And to hearing, yep, that's right, we have to speak it publicly. Not just one, when in a man-made building. Because Jesus don't dwell in man-made buildings. You can't contain him because he's God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. God the Holy Spirit. They were there before everything was created, and they will be there forever, period. And us that are in Jesus will be with him now forever. Those that have not yet believed in the name of Jesus with their entire being. we got to count the cost. We were either all in or all out. That's, just, that's contending, like it or not. Some Those that tickle the flesh... The teach those teachers that tickle the flesh, or only uh, teach and preach what the people's own personal fleshly desires are. 
They're not going to contend with the faith of Jesus Christ. They're going to contend with their own faith, their own religious faith, their own traditions of mankind, their, uh, which basically it may have stood for hundreds of years, but it's not going to stand on the day of judgment of Jesus Christ. Period. we got to contend for the faith of Jesus Christ. The faith that Peter preached, Paul preached, and all of the disciples preached. Those are just the main two because they're, you know, guys use them in a mighty way, but he used them all, uses us all. Whether today or not, we do not take over the flesh and we got to contend with that. God even says in the rest of this letter of Jude what he will do and what he did do as evidenced by the rest of the Bible. Sodom and Gomorrah, they were sinning against God. They never repented. They refused to repent. Lot was, uh, Brother Lot was uh, praying, and he may not have spoken up or not. I don't know, Bible doesn't really say, but he was sitting at the gate. That usually means contending, praying uh, for the city, holding up for what was right. He was called a righteous man in First uh, Peter, I believe, in Peter. They didn't repent. So God turned them into, I call it toast. God basically sent, suffered, he burnt them up. They're gone. Sodom's gone and all those that were in it. They're dead. They're in hell. They're saying, uh-oh, I think we screwed up. But there's no repentance now. They're gone. God delivered, uh, at the right time, after 400 years, after he pronounced going in there, into Egypt, he delivered them from Egypt through Moses. And then he sent his brother Aaron with him at Moses' request. But Moses was the one that God's hands used to deliver him from it. But they sinned against him in the wilderness and they all perished in the wilderness. <clears throat> and all these other ones. You got ones that certain men dreaming, defiling the flesh, rejecting authority. You got even Michael the Archangel refused to sin against God when he was fighting Satan. Now, Michael and Gabriel are the main two that can only fight Satan because he was an angel of God at one point. And obviously, just studying all scripture, he must have been strong at that point. But the two of them, because Daniel says the two of them were the only one contending him. You see their names mentioned a lot. So it's there for a purpose. And then you look at all these other verses all the way down through, and I'm not going to read them all. So our point is, if we're not contending for the faith, but in order to do that, we got to come out of the church buildings. When we get up and get out, that's where we're supposed to be getting equipped, um, not having our ears tickled and our fleshly desires coddled and met. That's where we're supposed to be equipped to go out into the world. To talk with people. Jesus spent more time around sinners than he did the religious. Every time he was around the religious pharisaical leaders, the leaders, he rebuked them because they refused to believe. They were contending with him and they're contending with God. They didn't know it at the time. I guarantee if they didn't repent out there when they died and went to hell saying, uh oh, I think we just contended with, uh, the anointed one. Yep. Uh, and he didn't laugh when he's in there. He didn't say, told you so. Because that's not who God is. And we don't either. They probably told themselves, uh-oh. I don't want nobody to have any uh-oh moments when they get there. 
the gospel is plainly written down, and especially in First Corinthians fifteen three through five. We got to come out of the church and start speaking the word of God. We can't be ashamed. Jesus told us, if you're ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before the Father. He's supposed to be our advocate. I don't want our advocate denying us before the Father. I don't want him to say, I don't, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know her. Our names also got to be known in Satan's domain saying, saying, we need to stop him. We need to stop her. Because the disciples of Jesus Christ, when he do whatever he can to stop them, guess what? When we're doing God's work, they can't stop them. They'll slow us down a little bit. It's like a defensive team and a football out there. You know, they may slow you down, knock you off the line, but they're going to get you right back. So I encourage you, get back to content, repent and get back to contending for the faith. Contending for the faith don't mean invite people to church. Invite people to Jesus Christ, to know him. I love y'all. Be encouraged. I go to work.